0: This is Loudspeaker. Hi, and welcome to Connecting a Better World, where we spend time meeting some of the most incredible human beings who make this world a better place. We will learn how each individual took their ideas, mission, and purpose to create and serve others in business and organizations that surround social good, social entrepreneurship, and social impact, and find out how we, together, can further connect others to help. I am your host, Dr. Natalie Phillips. Today, I will be talking with Natalie Jark, web design coach, consultant, and speaker helping people do good in this world and empowering businesses to do good through their work. She has a Facebook group called Doing Good Online, which is a community for small business owners who want to do good and master their website with ease. I'm so excited because we got connected again on Clubhouse, <laughs> but then also because We both had like a tagline that just captured both of us, I think. And it's doing good, especially online, I think. And so I'm super excited to have this conversation with Natalie because, you know, I think that... A lot of people want to do good, but they don't necessarily think that they can do good even online. And so I think it's really kind of cool. Natalie, you are a website designer, you're a consultant, you're a speaker. You know, um, I love that you have a business, but you also help other businesses do good. So I am super excited about our conversation. So, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love that I'm speaking with another <laughs> Natalie here. We got the, we got our phrases down pat and we got the same awesome names. Yeah. So yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's start kind of um, with your stories. I want, I want you to tell me a little bit more or tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are and then lead into, you know, what you're doing with your work right now.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'll take it a little ways back to my undergrad actually. <laughs> Um, I actually went to school for broadcast news journalism, if you could believe that. Nothing in the tech world. I was like, I'm going to be the next Aaron Andrews and get on the sideline and do all that. Um, But probably nobody has seen me on ESPN, so obviously that didn't work out very well. But um, it gave me a lot of, you know the skills and uh, entrepreneurial spirit that to get me where I'm at today. But uh, eventually I fell into the web design world, the world of digital design and being creative and trying to do all that. And I fell in love with trying to bring people's ideas to life, trying to build up people's ideas and help bring their good ideas, their ideas for doing good in the world to life. through online experiences. And so I fell in love with d- being a user experience designer. And that's kind of a hot topic mm-hmm. these days in like the startup world and especially the tech industry because focusing on the user experiences and uh, how people interact online has been so important. So, I really fell in love with creating experiences for business owners and now teaching them what it means to do good online and create those inclusive spaces based off of an empathetic heart and mindset.
0: I want you to elaborate a little bit more about that um, because that's really important. You know, I I do agree that the user experience is, is, you know, the way to go, and then also to not only help businesses Mm -hmm. understand but for them to understand a little bit more about who they're serving, right? So I don't know if that leads into your empathetic yeah. um, side of leadership, but I want you to talk a little bit more about that.
1: Absolutely. So for me, it all starts with an empathetic mindset. It all starts with having that empathetic heart for your user and figuring out their needs over your own. But at the same time, as a business owner, you can't give up your you can't give up your goals and, you know, the things that will help you succeed. So um, I help people understand what it means to have an empathetic mindset by getting to know their users, understanding their problems, understanding their needs, figuring out how to serve them. But then we bridge that with their own business goals so that they can still succeed and bring their ideas to life in the real world and serve others through their ideas. So the empathetic mindset is critical to kind of helping you do good in your business um, and actually succeed at the same time. Because if you figure out how to solve their problems from a very empathetic relationship driven aspect that you're actually creating trust with people and true, true relationships, right? Um, You're going to succeed so much more. And in a day where all of our things are online, Mm -hmm. I mean, 2020 really kind of put us all into perspective that relationships can be built online. You need to start from a a standpoint of empathy and trust to actually create those relationships. You know, and it's
0: interesting because you think that small business owners, which I think is that like the bulk of who you work with, um, you know, that they already have that empathetic mindset because they're there to serve. But I mean, I'm sure there are other small business owners as well that might not have that. Is that something that you teach or is that something that as you're Mm -hmm. starting to work and, and get to know people, you're kind of like, I don't think this person quite gets it. And is it something that you can teach or is it something that you're like, you know what, this is not necessarily then for me and how I can help them.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I'm driven more towards the people who want to get to know their users and want to like find passionate ways to serve. Um, Their people but it it really comes down to like the root of business Mm -hmm. if you want to be successful in business You've really got to figure out how to serve your people. I mean one of the biggest things in like product market fit validation when you're trying to start a startup or a new idea or whatever it's Figuring out what problem you're solving. So if you're coming directly from that business aspect, right? um, You can solve you can figure out how to solve people's problems But how do you do it really well? You do it really well by getting an empathetic mindset so that you can start like truly understanding how someone feels, understanding their emotions, their journey, how they got to where they are, you know, how what happened earlier in the day that might have (laughs) affected the decisions that they're making right here and now and uh, the emotions that they're feeling. And once that you tap into those emotions, those feelings, the journey, hence the empathetic mindset that's when you really truly start to succeed that's when you truly start to solve their problems so it's really an in-between of yes it's it's a business mindset but if you stack on and learn how to do the empathy side of things you're going to succeed even more so because you're going to create those relationships so i do believe that it can be learned I think that anybody can do it as long as they are willing and passionate about serving their people. Yeah.
0: And I totally get it, you know, putting my audiology hat on for a second. It's almost like yes. where, when I spend some time developing rapport with patients. Before mm-hmm. I help them choose, maybe the type of hearing aid that they're going to be fit with, right? Like I learned about their lifestyle yes. and what's important to them, and where they're missing out, and how can I help you? What are your expectations? And then maybe even like today, this woman came in and she was so upset and so um, uh, just not in a really good mood, and we decided to just gather everything mm-hmm. up. And it's like it's not about the sale, and just say, look, let's let's mm-hmm. re- let's let's just reset and. Why don't you go Mm -hmm. and, um, we'll do this another day. Like we'll schedule it another week. Um, because she did, there was Mm just so much stuff going on in her life that she just wasn't, um, focused. And it's, and I sort of, I mean, I, I'm getting what you're talking about. This empathetic mindset to be successful is that you don't just have this, Mm -hmm. um, schedule of what you want to do or like you building websites or what your company wants to look like. Mm -hmm. You really have to understand. Mm I don't know if you want to use the avatar, the person that you're talking to, your customer, your patient, right? The persona is what I call them
1: or your dream client. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally getting what you're saying with this empathetic mindset. And Mm -hmm. I do it in the audiology business as well. Um, And, you know, even though it already is, feels like it's a service providing, you know, type of business, there's still that time where Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got to be on time. I've got patients. I got people lined up. (laughs) But if you can take that time to see it and, like you said, be open to seeing it from that perspective of who's sitting right in front of you, then it helps you have Mm -hmm. more of that empathetic mindset or that heart, right, for your clients. Yes. Totally understand. Exactly. We
1: all do it in different ways. Now we're just figuring out, oh, I can do this Mm. online as well. Crazy, yeah. crazy! How technology starts to blend yeah. in. So,
0: talk to me a little bit more. Let's go back again. And um did you kind of have a mentor, role model that might have sp- sparked your, you know, interest in just doing good?
1: Yes, I mean, first and foremost, my my biggest role model is probably my father growing up, given that he was an entrepreneur and he tried to run a very, you know, ethical, very. Um, service-based business where he was teaching people how to run their construction business better um, through quality bookkeeping so that they could be successful, right? Uh, so I watched him kind of go through that journey and serve his clients and was always just super passionate about the entrepreneurial journey from him. Um, but then, you know, when I really started to root in last year and try to figure out what is my purpose... I mean, raise your hand if you like dug into that like true purpose driven like finding last year, especially. Mm -hmm. I know I did. And I joined something called Create Your Purpose Collective. And within that collective, I discovered in myself that in life, I just wanted to do good. I wanted to find ways that I could do good out in society and and as a person, but then also empower others to do good. And um, that was their own unique perspective, right? Everybody can do good in different ways, whether it's serving at your local dog shelter, maybe you're um, serving on a board uh, for like your child's school or something like that. There are so many different ways that people can do good that they just need to root into their own purpose to do Mm -hmm. good. And so that collective really helped me kind of establish, you know, not a role model per se, but that time of me focusing in on what my purpose was really helped drive my do good efforts and, how I could relate them to my business, because that's the bridge I was really trying to solve for a really long
0: time. Yeah, and I think that that's really cool, this conversation, because most of the conversations that I have on this show are people that have a nonprofit or a charitable organization, you know, or something like that, or they're volunteering, Mm -hmm. right? And having this conversation of, Mm Your heart is so passionate about doing good, right? I mean, that's why you went to find Mm -hmm. your purpose and how do you actually mesh that together with your business? This is a really interesting conversation to have because it, it can be so, um, you know, when you're running your own business, you've got to make money, right? And you've got to, and you're focused so hard on that. But, you know, even going Mm -hmm. back to probably your father who was a role model for you, watching him run a successful business, but still run it and teach people to be able to do good while they're in their business. And even something as simple as what you were saying, like doing the doing the books right, you know, whether it is, you know, just, you know, yes. very consistent <laughs> and making sure that, um, every, you know, your, your eyes are dotted and your T's are crossed and all that kind of stuff, just doing things mm-hmm. right, you know, as well as doing things good. Yeah. So it almost is like your father meshed it together and you were kind of wondering how Absolutely. am I going to be able to do the same because I have this heart to do it, but then also mm-hmm. I want to be able to serve in my business. So I think that's a really cool, um, yeah. conversation to have. I I'm loving this, uh, cause I think it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally making sense um okay so you know talk to me a little bit more about your business i want to learn a little bit more about your business and then if you can figure out how to explain how you meshed that passion of doing good into your business
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it took some soul searching right so i mean first and foremost i am i'm a user experience designer at the core root of things so i've done all different sorts of graphic design, if you will. I've dabbled in logo design. Um, I've dabbled in print design. All of the different, you know, Photoshop, Adobe's, all the things. Um, but I really landed on the passion of product design. So designing SaaS products or um, app applications, either online or mobile, um, or just doing web design. And I loved the possibility, the realm of what you could create um, online. So I really started focusing my efforts there and figuring out how can I, you know, use my user experience like research and strategy methods, because that's where I'm really strong. I'm really strong in the sense of, I love to get down to the nitty gritty details. I'm a little bit of a nerd in that sense. Um, but I love to do the research to inform me about all of these different things like personas and user journeys um, so that I can make qualified um, good decisions for the website, for the product based off of real facts, real data that people will give you if you ask them for. Mm-hmm. Believe me, user tests are amazing. So getting to like the realm of exactly what I do is I provide product UX product design and UX web design and development on the website side of things to create experiences online that are not only functional and look pretty which is what a lot of people, you know, that's what they mm-hmm. see, but they are actually solving people's problems through the unique experiences that we create together. So, bridging that into doing good. How how the heck do you even get, you know, bridge those two things, right? I was thinking about it a lot last year and I kind of realized that you know, being inclusive online is really extremely important. Um, we need to be sure that everyone feels welcome, everyone feels accepted, no matter who they are, what they're doing, what they're passionate about, etc. But then also taking into account, let's say, those with disabilities. Accessibility online is extremely important, uh, not only for the aspect of creating inclusive spaces and creating an experience that literally. Anyone, no matter who they are or they have a disability, can access it in the same way. But also having it help you with your SEO and having it help you with getting found and actually creating quality experiences. Like it helps from a business aspect too. like light bulb, Mm -hmm. light bulb moment. That's where it was. It's like I can serve everybody and set everybody up for success, but also help them move their business forward with quality user experience practices, as well as accessibility. Yeah, Yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) So can you think of, I was going to ask you for like an example, or if you're able to talk about, you know, a business that you worked with, was there like an aha moment when you were working with the business owner that they were like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Like I have not thought about it that way. Um, You know, is there something that you can think of that you can share with us kind of as an example with a business that you worked with?
1: Absolutely. So um, some of my customers, this is actually kind of a repeat um, scenario that happens with a lot of my customers when I'm explaining to them the ideas around accessibility. So let's say that um, a user comes on your website and they have a form of color blindness, Mm -hmm. especially in males. Color blindness is very common, actually. Um, I think it's the Red, blue or red, so one of the versions of color blindness is very, very common across a lot of males. And people don't realize that if you maybe have chosen a color for a button, let's say like an oh add goodness. to cart button, and it's sitting on a background that doesn't have a lot of high contrast with the button, they will have problems finding that button. They will be have problems adding that item to their cart. So if you're coming from an e-commerce perspective, they've gotten through the entire... Um, you know, purchasing process basically, they know what they want, they've selected it and all they want to do is add it to your to their cart and they can't find the add cart button because it's, you know not very high contrast or they can't read certain words because they're not thick enough or they're wow. too thin. So having those like color contrast and weight um, adjustments from a design perspective, mm-hmm. Will actually make a huge difference from an accessibility standpoint. Wow! And that—that's just one of many accessibility, like ideas when it comes to color. Like, there's other things when it comes to screen readers and, you know, how uh, someone who's blind experiences a website. Like, wow! It's amazing to see where this really gets like tuned into. Yeah, and like you don't even think about it. And I almost feel
0: like. You know, as you go along, since you already know that, because you never know who's going to visit your website, right? Like, it's almost become a list of no's for you to, right? <laughs> <laughs> to then, you yes. know, counsel yes. people like, mm, yeah, okay. I love your colors, but just to let you know, you know, mm-hmm. that this might not necessarily be the right um, option for you because it's not like you're going to know if there is a yes. colorblind person that visits your website. So it's almost like, okay, this is Natalie's no mm-hmm. list. Like we're not going there because I've already thought this through, Yeah, you know, and so it makes it a lot easier because mm-hmm. you've actually thought it through or you've, or you've investigated it or, you know, just... Yeah, I don't even know how you came, you know, you come up with your ideas of, oh, but then there's that population (laughs) and then there's that population. It seems so overwhelming, obviously, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm from the business standpoint, but that's why you trust somebody like you Mm -hmm. that can take you um, to think into some of those different realms. Right. Um, That's really cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and if you're just thinking about those little things, you're creating inclusive environments by just doing that. Um, by thinking about the color choices, thinking about the fonts that you're using, thinking about, you know, from a developer mm-hmm. standpoint, trying to think about how you're structuring the backend, something mm-hmm. nobody ever sees, right? Except for the developer, structuring the backend so that a screen reader can read everything in the order that it's supposed to and doesn't jump around the page and confuse wow. the user. You know, you just wanna just think of everybody and how they might be experiencing the web uh, so that you can not deter them away mm-hmm. from your site. You don't want them coming on their site and being like, I can't, I don't understand what she's trying to say. So I guess I'm moving wow, on. Wow,
0: so interesting. You know, what gives, yeah. what drives you to give back in any way, whether it's through what you're doing through your business, whether you go out and volunteer or provide at time, your time, your energy, you know, anything like that, you know, what drives you to continue to give back?
1: I mean, I'm super passionate about just the empathy side of things in general. Like having that empathetic mindset is super critical to me and kind of spreading the word um, about the empathetic mindset or just having empathy in your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that goes into real world aspects as well as what I do in business. But spreading the word and encouraging people to find and do empathy – um, in the real world, um, you know that's what drives me. And watching people's ideas come to life, and watching someone, you know, watching someone actually experience things from the other mm-hmm. side. So, I mean, if you don't mind, I have a quick example mm-hmm. for you. I worked, I worked on a project with a Seattle-based hospital, um, Seattle-based Children's Hospital, and all these children, they were so, they were so sick. You know, they they were coming to the hospital for like really tough situations and same thing with their families. And we built this whole very inclusive experience of, you know, this digital ocean uh, and how they experience something like that and the technology behind it. Like it was an empathy driven process trying to find ways to, you know, make their visit a little bit better, make the fact that they have to go get a lot of tests done and shots mm-hmm. done and they don't feel good. And, they probably are coming from a long drive far away. Understanding that journey and then seeing them create their own fish on a little application and then send it into the ocean in the big realm of the hospital, seeing them bring those ideas mm. to life, that's, that's what drives me. That's what drives me. Those experiences when I can make somebody's day a little bit brighter by bringing them technology that really helps them succeed. Um, and understanding the journey along yeah. the way,
0: and and I love that because whether you are doing it outside of your business, you're still making these authentic relationships and these connections. Whether you're doing it in your business, yeah. you are getting repeat, mm-hmm. you know, pe- repeat business, right? And so. Just the fact of doing good. I mean, I feel like it's a win-win and, you know, situation. And so Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's a no-brainer, right? To learn how to have, whether it's the empathetic mindset, whether it's just kind of just keeping in the forefront of just doing good, right? You know, and I know that we, yes. we keep using that, but I mean, there's no other way to say it. There really is <laughs> yeah. no other way to say it, you know. Yeah. um. So tell us a little yeah. bit more about, you know, what are you working on? You know, I know that you've got this um, really cool Facebook group. So I want you to talk about that. But what are some things yeah. that or connections help that might help you continue to do good in this world? So talk to us a little bit about what your what yeah. projects you're working on.
1: Sure. So um, like you mentioned, the Facebook group, it's called Doing Good Online. So it is a hybrid of you know, I'm going to be teaching about some of these things uh, around accessibility, around it creating these inclusive experiences that are not only going to help you, but also help your users succeed. So kind of giving you guys all the information about things that we've talked about during our time mm-hmm. together. But then my my also main purpose is to just connect do-gooders. Mm. <laughs> I want to connect the people that are doing good so that we can start Supporting them it's supporting each other. I want to build a community that is super authentic and wants to help each other uh, So actually every Friday I feature a do-good member in what they're doing and we've I've featured um, There was this amazing little produce shop during COVID here in the Denver area that was called little John's produce and they would take Farmers goods and produce and give them out to the community and you know, they ran a business around that a lot of it focused on nonprofit and donations so connecting nonprofits Mm -hmm. with other nonprofits and just expanding the world of you know, this is how I do good in my business and Taking ideas from each other, you know, you you and I have talked about this before Doing good doesn't have to mean giving a paycheck Mm -hmm. or giving your, you know, giving time. You can do good by maybe serving on a board or supporting somebody else's business or going and writing a positive review on somebody's page. There are so many ways that people can do good in this world that doesn't involve money. So I want people to discover those new ways by connecting with each other and that's the purpose of the Facebook group. Oh, that's
0: group. so exciting. Yes, and I looked it up right before and I'm going to go join it <laughs> when we're done, right when we're done. Yay. But it's called <laughs> Doing Good Online Great. and we will have the link yes. to the Facebook group in our show notes as well. So people can just click right on it and and join there. Um, but oh my gosh, that's exciting. Ooh, I love that. That always, that just like gets my heart. Thank you. <laughs> so I love it.
1: Okay. I know, I, I love learning all the different ways People are doing good.
0: I know, it's I know it's so fun. And you know, again, whether it is on Facebook, you know, I see things on Instagram. I just found out and I didn't know if you mm-hmm. knew this, but because Instagram is kind of owned by Facebook as well, right? Um, I was doing a post today mm-hmm. and it was yeah. about a nonprofit and you can actually run a fundraiser off of Instagram too. Like, you know how you can run a fundraiser off of Facebook and, you know, you've got the nonprofit that you choose and you're raising money for this, you know, nonprofit. I was posting something on Instagram and as right before I hit post, it said, would you like to add this as a fundraiser? And I was like, what? And it runs just like Facebook. So, you know, I'm loving that more and more people, more and more businesses are um, joining in and trying to help Mm -hmm. people really multiply their impact and get, you know, that social impact yeah. further farther wider whatever it is right um making it easy for yes. us <laughs> okay let's see so do you have anything else that you want to talk about as far as um maybe someone helping you make a bigger impact is it mostly right now joining this group and making sure that you can you can get people connected
1: joining this group but also just Let's talk. I love creating relationships with people um, in the entrepreneurial world. I mean, it, it, yes, it just I love creating those authentic relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care if eventually we end up in a business partnership or doing anything like that. I want to just learn about you, how I can support you and how we can support each other in business. Like mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, being a solopreneur, myself, it gets lonely sometimes and I've really realized in the last three to four months that I love my little zoom coffee get togethers. I love just connecting with people and relationship building to create long lasting friendships to where we're helping each other out um, and just get to know each other. So if you're wanting to do a zoom coffee, I am all in on trying to just build some new relationships and see how I can help you. And you can help me, you know, and just business and in life now we can do good together. So you know, if anybody's interested in just connecting and making new relationships, I'm all awesome. in. Awesome. Yes.
0: I totally love that, too, because we all need that as well. Like you mm-hmm. said, as a solopreneur, sometimes you're just so busy working on the business, you know, that you don't look up and you don't look mm-hmm. at the connections that are available around you. Right. So, oh, my gosh, yeah. I love that. All right. So mm-hmm. um is there any. I think you've shared it with us, but I just want to make sure, are there any other favorite stories that yeah. you want to share with my listeners? Um, just mm-hmm. while you experience giving back, I love the Seattle, the children's hospital in Seattle as well, but I didn't know if there was. Anything. Oh, that
1: was, that was one of my favorite experiences overall. You know, I've, I've worked on a riverboat. um, a riverboat cruise, you know, when everybody was still traveling again, and kind of looking at that demographic too was our persona of who would be using those. You know, it was creating experiences that would actually, you know, allow them to enjoy um, a vacation, but also strategically help them get around. Mm-hmm. And you know, because the age group on that one for a persona was a little bit older, and so having the, empath- the empathetic heart and saying, "Oh, well." They don't wanna spend forever sitting there tapping on a virtual concierge for you know, the river boat just to find out the evening's dinner menu, right? It was thinking through, well, they'd rather be going and sitting on the sun deck. Let's make this really fast and easy so that they can figure out what they're having for dinner that night or what the options are. I think that following a customer's journey from an empathetic heart mm-hmm. and an empathetic mindset is just, it's so important. Like I said earlier, you can solve people's mm-hmm. problems very easily. you know, From the business aspect, we are solving the problem of they don't have to go talk to a live person and wait in line. Mm-hmm. They have a digital screen here that they can get all the information they need. That's how we solve the problem. But how do we empathetically solve the problem? We empathetically solve the problem by saying, they'd rather be sitting on the sun deck right now. Let's help them get to the experience, the things that they need quickly and easily so that they don't have to be frustrated and so they can move on with their lives. Absolutely. That's the power of empathy. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, these examples just know,
0: make me yeah. understand it so much better <laughs> and it, it totally yeah. makes sense. So I love that. Um, and it also helps me understand the user experience that you're working on as well. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it it must yeah. be so interesting to be able to, as you're working with your clients, to step out. And kind of watch what they're doing and who they're serving. Cause that's really who you have to become. Is like you have oh, to be cut yeah. you have to become a different persona to be able to answer your clients' needs in order for them to provide what mm-hmm. they need to as far as a user experience for their, you know, person that they're serving. So it's yeah. so crazy to think about that. But mm-hmm. it is so you're just a supernatural like superhero is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Because you're going to have well, to do that. You. like You have to do that. So it's so interesting, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, explaining your perspective. And I'm totally getting it. I love it. Um, so so okay. my last question, you know, that I have for you is because I feel everybody has such great advice. But from you, what would be one piece of advice that you could give to anybody just listening just to get started in doing good? You know, whatever their whatever idea they yeah. have, you know, don't sit idle, but to take action on that. So what would be some great advice
1: from you? Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is strategically thinking about who you're serving, right? So everybody does the persona. When Mm -hmm. we think about business, we're like, who am I gonna serve? Who's my target audience, right? Um, From the marketing aspect, that's been drilled into our head, marketing and sales, right? Who are we serving? Who's our target audience? Who are we going after? But when we think about those things, What do you think of we think of demographic we think of age we think of male female um what i want to challenge people to think about is to go deeper Mm -hmm. into that have that empathetic empathetic mindset i want you to think about what do they need Mm -hmm. what are their motivations what are they motivated by what are they frustrated by and to take it even a step further i want you to give them a name That is probably one of the best things that I have been able to do in majority of the people's like clients that I've worked with so that you can constantly reference back to them. What does Anna need in this situation? Would Anna like this new feature that we're putting out there? Would she like this e-commerce flow? What would she be searching for? If you actually put a name and a picture with it, um, it, it helps exponentially and I actually have a freebie that people can access. It's called Creating Your uh, Dream Client Blueprint and it helps you just kind of think out all of these things. So I can also give you a link to that so that people can you know, start thinking more strategically about their target audience and go from there.
0: Ooh, I love that. Yes. So send that to me so that I can put it in the show notes as well. Um, I think that's just so wise. I love it because when you talk about your customer or your avatar or your persona, you're totally Mm -hmm. right. People just visualize what do they look like and that's it. Right. And Mm -hmm. it is very demographic male, female, like you said, age. Um, But I love Mm -hmm. what you challenge people to do is to ask about the emotion or go deeper or go inside right and and find yeah. out if they would like it if they need that right and and i love the name part mm-hmm. too so um that is so 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 yep. helpful
1: I hang it up above my desk, and I say it just so that that person is right there. And I'm just like, "Oh, Anna, <laughs> what would you like?" It's it's just a great resource. It really is. I love it. I
0: love it. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me. Uh, I just love the conversation that we okay. had. You know, I'm hoping that people start to think a different way and how they can use if it's their business. You know, whether it's making relationships, of just going a little bit deeper in really understanding. Who are they talking mm-hmm. to, making this connection with, what? even if it's somebody who doesn't own a business yet, mm-hmm. right? But to just think about yeah. if you can just have that empathetic mindset going forward mm-hmm. to whatever connection that you're making, whether it's in business and life, you know, a great friendship, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to start. I feel like the world literally would be a better place because we're thinking about the other
1: person, Absolutely. right?
0: More than ourselves. 100%. So I love that so, so, so
1: much. Find the way that you can do good in the world in your own unique way. Mm -hmm. And this world will turn around and, you know, for the better, all things will get better. And it's just wonderful to think about, you know, the unity aspect.
0: I totally agree. Thank you so much, Natalie, for your time and for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Connecting a Better World and thank you FM for supporting this show. If you connected to something in this episode, we would love to hear from you. Our contact info will be listed in the show notes as well as you can reach us on our social media channels. Please feel free to share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more shows, please tune in to NoCo.FM online.
1: This is Loudspeaker.